it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Howdy. Hey. Hey. I'm Peppy McGee over here. That was you. I know. Oh, I thought you were calling me. I was like, girl, this is this is a yes and moment. I, I went, hey. And you're like, hey. Hey. <laughs> we just woke up. We're Good in a hotel. Morning. Somewhere in America. New York. I think we're in New York. We were sure. in Connecticut last night. I yeah. think we're in New York technically. We drove halfway basically to new york last night after the connecticut show so that we don't have to battle as much traffic and i ate apple pie last night and my stomach is not happy no um so we know this is an encounters episode and so we'll we'll pretty much go into it but i think we should give like really quick hits of all the paranormal activity that's happened so far from the well my first story is about this it is yeah Yeah. okay well real quick i didn't tell you this so when i was in portland after the show i got back and i think i was eating some snacks and get up from like the desk and get up to start getting ready for bed did we not stay together no because i had a later flight on monday so i stayed downtown and i get up and i see puddles of water i immediately think of the crown of catskills this is so freaky oh i thought la llorona but so, demons either way demons so i see all these puddles of water and i i'm like hmm well i see one puddle of water i'm like mm-hmm. that's weird and so i thought maybe like the fridge leaked or something like that yeah but then i start to see down like the entire length of the room towards the bathroom there's just puddles and i hear the shower in the other room like going and i'm like did they leave it running is something i don't know did you sleepwalk and take a bath in the middle of the night it was from the other room. Yeah. Did I sleepwalk into someone else's room? Well, no, I was thinking your room, but okay. But it was coming from the other side. So it was like under the, you can see under the crack from the other side, like on the wall, it was coming from the other side. So I call the front desk and they come up and they're like, what? And it's just flooding. <laughs> so they had to move me. Holy crap. Yeah. 
That is wild. Okay. Well, that's not great. No, but I survived. You survived. I feel like this whole tour is a continuation of what can we survive? What can we endure? And we've learned. A lot. We've learned a lot. We also have learned that we have very different self-preservation skills. (laughs) Mine is like, if I die, I die, you know? And mine is, I've already thought about every worst case scenario and I've prepared and here's how we live. Yeah. So I guess we meet somewhere in the middle because you're like, it's fine. Let's just do this. And I was like, I don't think it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, but yeah, I'm just, you know what? Life is life, man. And if I die, I die. I started out as Peppy McGee and now I'm like, darkness has returned. I will die eventually. But so far on stage, a lot of our ghost hunting equipment has gone off. We've had a little boy running across the stage that people have seen crawling. Crawling. A few people standing behind you. And then in our LA show, which was like so quiet, just little crickets when it came to the paranormal. After the second show, I kept, we were back in the wings and I kept looking back at Sabrina because I thought you were pulling on my sweatshirt. Like if you pull on my sweatshirt right now, like the wing, that's exactly how hard it was. Like it was moving on my arm. It wasn't just like feeling something like... I kept getting pulled and yanked. That's why I kept looking back at you like, what? So, well, we're collecting ghosts. Apparently. We're but leaving we, ghosts behind. I think we may have left our ghosts behind at Alcatraz. So when we, the first couple of shows, we had so much paranormal activity happen. Mm-hmm. And then after the San Francisco show, nothing. It's been quiet. It pretty much has been. Last night, there were a couple little things in Connecticut, but nothing compared to what has been so we may have left a lot of spirits in alcatraz sorry (laughs) if anyone goes to alcatraz in the next couple of weeks just go and and collect our ghosts Mm -hmm. oh this is two girls one ghost two girls one ghost every time i go to whisper i go (gasps) and then i say (gasps) um the we are hi we are ghostesses that's corinne Corinne. i am sabrina my name is jeff my name is jeff Okay, you start because I have a really good one to end on. So you go first. Okay, well, great. Okay, so this is an Encounters episode. We're going to read stories from all of you, which, by the way, if you have any, and we're realizing that a lot of you do and are hoarding them, please email them to us. The number of people we met that were like, oh, my God, I have a story to tell you. Tells us. We're like, where's the email? We'll grab it. Oh, I haven't emailed you yet. And I'm like, excuse me. What? So please email us. Okay. So speaking of the encounters and things that have been happening on the road at the Toronto show, remember I said someone went to our stage manager and I think I've talked about on the podcast or on on campfire stories. Someone went up to our stage manager bawling after the show and was like, please, you need to tell Sabrina there was a spirit behind her. So we have an email from that person. I'm the girl that cried at the Toronto show. Because we didn't meet them. No. But we met someone else that got a little teary and also saw something too. So this, okay. I'm I'm intrigued. This is from Liz. Okay. Hi, lovely ladies. Let me preface by saying I'm not a medium and my connections to spiritual entities has lessened over the years, but I'm going to do my best to explain everything. I did grow up with a family who was very spiritually sensitive. We had plenty of activity in our homes and my earliest ghostly memory is falling out of bed at three years old and seeing an old man walk right through my wall, tell me everything was okay, and put me back in bed. I later discovered it was actually my great-grandfather. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I know. But freaky. Anyway, this is not the point of the email. In Encounters 200, you mentioned someone getting a bit emotional while they were passing along a message to the stage manager at the Toronto show. That was me. (laughs) 
And I did, in fact, cry. We've been waiting for you. We have. She said, I was only a little embarrassed. But oh, you guys don't said, embarrassed. no, crying is a beautiful thing. Especially when it comes to the paranormal and spirituality. I feel like there's just, yeah, you're picking up on an energy. It, Let it, it flow impacts through. yours. It changes yes. your energy. Okay. So you guys said I should send an email explaining everything I experienced. So here it is. I'm not super sensitive to these things anymore because I blocked everything out for a long time because I was tired of dealing with things happening in my house. So I essentially banished most spooky things from my home, kind of like out of mind, out of sight. Basically, if I don't acknowledge them, they leave me alone. But there was so much energy in the room during the show that I think it allowed me to let my guard down a little bit. And I spent a lot of the show with an unexpected friend. When it comes to my sensitivity, it usually reveals itself in emotions. Scare the shit out of me. Uh, recording on the road. It usually reveals itself in emotions first and foremost, which is basically why you're saying it's okay that you cry. Exactly. Yeah. So at first I thought maybe it was just me feeling a little anxious since it was one of the first events I've gone to as an adult alone. Yippee for enjoying things alone and going outside of your comfort zone. Love to see that. After a while, I realized I could actually feel someone that wasn't physically there leaning over my shoulder. I thought it could have been my spirit guide or however you will want to identify them because he's usually around when things like this happen. But the energy I was feeling was super different from his. It's hard to put into words what I was feeling and being told from the spirit. So please bear with me while I try to make sense of it all. All I know is that everything in me was telling me that this person was there for Sabrina. From what I could gather, it felt like a very feminine entity. I'm not sure if she could be a potential family member or if it was Sabrina's guide, but what I do know is that they are so incredibly proud. Sabrina! (laughs) (laughs) They spent their entire time with me being so excited to see Sabrina on stage doing something she's so passionate about. There was so much love and excitement and happiness coming from seeing her on stage. It was almost overwhelming. They were also so incredibly determined that Sabrina knows that she's doing something so amazing and that she's on the right path she needs in life right now. I'm not sure if that connects to the podcast or other potential things happening in her life, but they really wanted her to know she's on the right track. By the end of the night, this person was basically shouting at me, telling me I had to get the message to Sabrina. So I went up to a lovely lady that was collecting gifts to take backstage. I had a quick conversation with her just to pass along the message. But all of the emotions I had been feeling that night came out at the same time. And I ended up crying, trying to explain everything. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, we completely understood. I think the person (laughs) that was collecting gifts had never experienced anything like that before. So was confused. But we were like, oh, we totally get it. Thank you for telling us. She did in parentheses said, so sorry to that lady. I'm sure that was also weird for you. I think, yeah, I don't think she normally does like ghost stuff. So... (laughs) No, most people we've encountered do not do ghost stuff, no. and they're very confused by. Yeah. We have a new, f- a few new fans though in the in the staff at these venues. Okay, uh, Liz says, "I wish there was more, and I wish I had a better grasp of the kind of thing, so I could give you better details. But just know, someone is watching out for you, and they're so incredibly proud of the things you're doing. I hope this all makes sense. I'm sorry I don't have more details. Oh my gosh, don't be sorry. Love you, ladies, and everything you do, and thank you for being such a light for a ghost girly community, Liz." Okay, this is also wild because I feel... So this was Toronto, right? Yeah. And you had spent the day catching up with your cousins and you were with family. So I would assume that maybe this was someone from your dad's side. I don't know who it would be, though. It could be someone before you were even born. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. I'm trying. Uh, yeah. I'm so curious. I wish I like knew what she looked like. Right. But it's also confusing too with the spirit world because it's like, does it, do people always present as what they looked like in their last life or could they go back to another life right. that they really enjoyed or are they presenting as what they will look like in their future life when they grow up? We don't know. Okay. Here's the thing though is, okay, now my new, you know how I used to like be like, oh, I don't know if I have any spirit guides, mm-hmm. which ended up actually just being my Saturn return. Um <laughs> Now my new thing is going to be, well, now I need to know who my spirit guides are. Who who are you? Who are you? Who is that girl I see? That was beautiful. Thank you. Oh my gosh, we were told not to sing anymore and we made a hilarious TikTok. We can clip it in here because... We are giving Charlie Puth levels of uh, tone matching. Oh yeah. so talented you're way more talented wait can i say something real quick so this is actually from a listener the t-shirt it's incredible it's from i think her name's alex alex in portland gave us gifts and it's a shirt and it has like a little ufo and then the back what does it say i can't read it from here you see it in the the sort of feel like you're yeah i really want you to have a tattoo and like right above your your booty because there was just like a strip where it was exposed between your pants and the shirt oh, you're and i feel like bag? we could have had the like a racing stripe or something right there that oh we can sick. insert one mom with a, a olivia heart. benson is my mommy <laughs> olivia benson is my mommy let's change that okay 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 i have a story and this is called the time i lost four hours trying to fight a mimic oh shit <laughs> Hi, girl. Oh my God! Ghostesses. I don't know how to spell ghostesses. Me neither. I was sitting thinking that I didn't have a ghost story to send you, and then I immediately remembered this one. I hope you guys are still reading these because, to be honest, I'm only on episode 70 of the encounters I binge listen while I'm at work. You have a lot left. Mm-hmm. I've been a longtime listener, and I love the podcast. I never knew how much I liked spooky, spooky tales until I found you guys. I'm writing you this email while I'm at work, sitting next to my very nosy coworker, <laughs> so it might take me a while to finish it. Because I don't want to get caught. <laughs> I love insight into people's like drama. I know. Like, how, where lives. are you? This is a new call to action. Tell us where you are. What What's the setting around what you, you as wearing? you're writing this? And what's your social security number? What do you smell like? Actually, we've smelled a lot of people. And oh, people smell so good. Some people smell so good. Wow. Good wafts of perfumes. We're yeah. like writing down where everyone gets their clothes and their perfume. <laughs> We're going to be whole new people at the end of tour. (laughs) We're going to be you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So they did not want to get caught. I'm a third semester medical student going through an accelerated program to become a COTA, a certified occupational therapy assistant. And I'd like to work in hospice when I graduate because I want to increase the quality of life for people diagnosed with terminal illnesses. Wow, you are a soul saint. Seriously. Okay, let's get into the story. I've never had a paranormal experience until a few weeks ago. Let me give you some backstory first. My parents built their house about six years ago when we moved to Arizona, and they live in a more rural part of the state. 
I was so relieved when my parents decided to build a new house for the fact that we would be avoiding any extra residents. When my parents go out of town, I will often watch my brother and house it. So when they decided to go on a trip to the Dominican Republic, it was a no-brainer that I would watch the house. I would take my brother to school, all that jazz. Okay, for a moment I thought she said that her parents were going on a trip to the Dominican Republic with her brother. And I was like, hmm, you're not invited? Oh, as a 20-something-year-old, I love this because it means that I get to stay in a big-ass house, stocked with snacks, a pool, access to my mom's whole designer closet. Hell yeah. Would I have liked to go to the Dominican Republic instead? Hell yes. (laughs) But go off, mom and dad. Go off. (laughs) I usually sleep in the guest room because when I moved out, I took my bed from my old room. The guest bedroom is downstairs, and it's the only bedroom on that level. My parents' bedroom, brother's bedroom, and my dad's office are all upstairs. One morning, I was sleeping downstairs in the guest bedroom, and I was having a nightmare. I've always had sleep issues from sleepwalking, sleep talking, night terrors, so this was not out of the norm for me. I knew how to wake myself up out of most of them at this point, and I don't remember exactly what the nightmare was about this night, but I remember waking up with tears on my face. Oh, no. As I sat up in the bed to reorient myself from the nightmare, I was quietly whimpering from fright, and a slight headache was forming from my sleep crying. I sat in bed for a few minutes, making sure I was fully awake, and I reached for my phone to check the time. I checked my phone, 3.13 a.m. Now, I'm a heavy sleeper. I usually never wake up during the night. Even if I'm sleep talking, walking, I am not one to wake up. Seriously, the Lord could come down from the heavens, shake the earth, and I would still be sound asleep. Wow. As I reached for my phone in this dimly lit bedroom, I could hear what I could only explain as myself. I heard my own voice whimpering, crying, just as I did a few minutes before. Oh, shit. But only it was much louder this time. It was echoing through the living room that was just outside of the guest bedroom. I sat up, completely awake now and in fear and anger that someone had not only broken into the house, but was now trying to get a good ass whopping for making fun of me. (laughs) I got up out of bed. I listened at the bedroom door for what felt like forever, but was maybe really only 20 seconds while the crying and whimpering continued. Then it turned into a small chuckle and then it stopped completely. I hate this so much because it really does feel it's not mimic. It's not only mimicking. It's mocking. Yes. Taunting. It's like, haha. Remember moments ago when you woke up from your dream mm-hmm. whimpering? Oh, you poor little baby. This is what you sound like. I rushed out of the bedroom with a lamp from my bedside table in hand, ready to defend myself. But there was nothing there. I stood confused as I saw in the living room that it was fully illuminated from the morning sun pouring in. Why is the sun out at 3 a.m.? Where did that voice come from? Why is it so cold in this goddamn house? The questions whirling around my mind as I went from room to room, gripping my lamp and looking for answers that I knew I would not find. After clearing the downstairs like an angry police dog, I went upstairs and I did the same thing, checking inside every room for whoever was mocking me. I kept hearing creaking and small sounds throughout the house as I checked through the rooms. The fear intensifying after I pushed open every door to find no one there. The last door at the end of the hall to check was my brother's room, and I was sure that I would find him in there, giggling behind the door This was a great prank that he just completed. I cracked his bedroom door open, ready to argue as I found him dead asleep in his bed, completely unaware of the terror that I had just experienced. I stood in his doorway for a few minutes, making sure he was really sleeping. 
He didn't even flinch. I so badly wanted to wake him up because I just couldn't live in this fear alone. (laughs) But I turned around, closing his door behind me and decided to let him sleep because he had to get up for school later. I went back downstairs to grab my phone and I checked the time. 7.04 a.m. Surely it didn't take me four hours to check the house. No. And also the sun was coming up the moment she was outside of the bedroom. So yeah, depending on what month this is they're also in arizona so that's more south like what was it like 504 a.m at least or at the earliest yeah i slumped down the stairs and i just sat in the couch frazzled state in the couch (laughs) i like the couch is like absorbing i got got confused because it also it actually said sat p.m the couch so on the couch okay okay i slumped down the stairs and just sat on the couch in a frazzled state until my brother's alarm for school went off at 7 20. I haven't told anyone about this experience because I'm not even sure what I went through. Me neither. If you guys have any answers or suggestions about what the fuck happened, I'm open (laughs) to them. And this is the first and only things I've ever experienced. Anyway, love the podcast. Keep it weird, but not so weird. Oh, I love this. They must have also sent it to Morbid because this is like a Morbid sign off. We love Ash and Alina. Okay. Love the podcast. Keep it weird, but not so weird that a demon wakes you up by mocking you and you grab a lamp to defend yourself only to find that the demon is gone. And now you've not only lost four hours of good sleep, but you have no answers. Okay, bye. But this is from Essence. Essence. We have zero answers. Wow. I mean, time slips freak me out. Maybe you're abducted. It's so weird, too, that I have questions. Like, what was it just flashes where suddenly in the moment you were like, now there's sunlight? Did you just dramatically go from darkness to light like how did the way you know there's like a gradual the way i picture it is the moment essence left the bedroom and went into the living room to go investigate is when she saw the sun coming up so it was like from waking up to going to investigate is where she lost the hours Mm. like the bedroom maybe curtains were closed or something like that so she didn't see anything it's so weird it's so weird i do not know me neither It's freaky. (sighs) I have no explanation, neither does Sabrina, but hopefully nothing else happens. But what what a strange moment to like not only be mimicked, but yeah, fully manipulated for hours. Uh, I hear two things. One, I'm I am glad that Essence doesn't remember what happened in those four hours because maybe nothing. Maybe it was just this. Maybe it was like a little wormhole that it was just like and suddenly you time traveled unknowingly because your doorway was some sort of. sticky time slip i love your theories (laughs) you mustn't say anything bad happened to essence no i wasn't gonna say anything bad i'm just saying that like maybe it's good that you don't remember because having just like moments from those four hours might be more confusing Mm. i mean it's confusing regardless but i'm also concerned about essence's nightmares yeah right because there was a pattern of sleepwalking sleep talking is this the moment essence that you broke free and you finally remember what's actually happening to you every time let's get a video camera and record essence oh my gosh like selena spooky let's become hackers (laughs) (laughs) hack into the mainframe point every cctv camera at At Essence. essence and see is there anyone following you that was creepy. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's a great idea. Essence, we're coming for you. Okay, I have a really creepy story from Nelson. Great. Okay. It's called Reaper, Demons, and Jesus. Oh my. Wow. Hey, I feel like this is if, ladies. 
the Catholic Church had put this as a tagline, they would have had me a little more in CCD. I would have paid attention more. I know if they talked a little bit more about demons. Totally. I think we could teach CCD. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> There's a Bible in the bedside table. Should I'd be we like, read? guys, we're not we're not practicing prayers anymore. We're talking about the dark side of the Bible. Yeah, really instill some fear into these yeah. kiddos. Draw a picture of what you think an angel looks like. Wrong. Here's what an angel looks like. Okay. Hey, ladies. Just got into y'all's pod via a friend after I was telling him some stories about my spiritual journey, where I was at at one point to where I am now, and it has indeed been quite a journey. So I'm going to start off by saying I'm seven years sober, going on eight this September. Congratulations, Nelson. Oh, this was back in 21. So two more years. Congrats. I feel like transparency is important, but about seven years ago, the night before I decided to get clean and sober... I had been up for about five days with no sleep from the uppers I was doing, and I took some downers to help me get tired to go to sleep on my way home from the beach one night. As soon as I took the downer, I could hear my heart slow tremendously. And this was nothing too out of the ordinary, but what came next is what I would come to know as the beginning of my spiritual journey and years of spiritual warfare ahead of me. By the way, if you're thinking, oh, he was probably hallucinating because you know, drugs. Just keep reading. No, also never crossed my mind. In fact, I think sometimes drugs open you up. Yeah. Expose us to some of the things that we block off ordinarily. Yes. Cue our ayahuasca episode. (laughs) That would be so... (laughs) Just 90 minutes of just talking about ayahuasca now. Then we refinish encounters. (laughs) I'm like convinced... That we do our past life regression episode and then our ayahuasca episode, or maybe we combine them. Our stories only about goats. (laughs) Again, just let's just start making our podcast chaotic, where we explain absolutely nothing. Things just happen. Is already chaotic. That's true. The ghosts make it for a lot of listeners very chaotic, and our tangents make it very chaotic. What even are we talking about? Okay, Nelson. This is a paranormal, loosely paranormal podcast. Okay. As soon as I took the downer, I put my wife's car in drive with the plan of finally going home and facing all the problems I had been running from. When all of a sudden, I looked to my right and a shadow figure with a top hat and a red flash, maybe a feather, was tucked into the other side of the hat. I didn't startle because I felt like maybe I was seeing things that weren't there. So I just kept driving. Once I realized that I didn't seem to be hallucinating, I talked to this shadow figure. I asked what its favorite song was and I showed it my favorite album, which was Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent. Oh, hell yeah. I would ask where it was from, why it was here and what it wanted from me. But I got no response as it hung out in the car with me for the next 45 minutes to an hour. So I finally turned the music off. I'm still riding around because at this point I wasn't quite ready to face the problems that waited me at home. So I turned to the shadow, asking, without knowing that it probably wasn't the smartest thing in the world, are you here for my soul? Do you want to know the answer? It turned its head to me, still not responding. I looked in the middle console and found a yellow piece of paper and a pen. So I wrote my demands on the paper of what I wanted in order to sell my soul for. I pricked my finger and signed my initials in blood. Why? Why? Are you okay? (laughs) Well, Nelson said I was seriously so messed up in the head at this point in my life. I tried to hand this contract, and the shadow was not phased. And as I pulled out of the parking lot that I was writing the contract in, I heard my heart slow down even more than normal. Boom, 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 boom. And that's the last thing I remember as I started to pass out while driving. I felt a major weight being lifted like this. Is it? I'm going to the other side, and the time was 3.30 a.m. 
The next thing I know, I wake up in the middle of a road at 7 a.m. I realized I was terribly late getting my car getting my wife's car to her so she could go to school. I rushed home feeling horrific about my actions and what they seemed to be leading to, my death. Feeling lucky and amazed that I was even breathing, let alone free from jail after seemingly falling asleep in the middle of the road after a night of hallucinating, I decided once I got home to tell my wife that I needed to go to rehab. I go to my wife and explain I'm so sorry for the embarrassment I have to get my life right. At this point in time, my actions were speaking loudly and she wanted to leave me with my two-year-old daughter and divorce me once all my secrets started coming out. So when I got to rehab, I could not speak to her. I cried all day and night and the one thing I did right was about to be gone for good. So I got on my knees in the dark. I was feeling so dark and I begged God to forgive me. And that's the night I asked God to save me. As I was doing this, the light in my room flickered. It turned on. The light switch and all, I saw it happen. I was alone in my room. I got home to make up with my wife about 30 days later and she says, by the way, you left this piece of paper in the car before you went to rehab and it looks like you were drawing in blood. What is this? As she showed it to me, I had chills up in my spine and I felt horrified because none of the words I wrote were on the paper. There were symbols and things that I was unfamiliar with drawn in blood. I have full body chills right now. I took my lighter, I burned the paper and threw what was left of it in the toilet and flushed it. So now I had God with me. I'm going to fast forward a couple of years. My wife stuck it out with me. Thank goodness. I'm doing okay. I'm two years clean at this point in time and I start to look for work again. So I started to work in a vape shop to help people quit smoking. And that's where I met this new guy who I'm going to call Johnny for the sake of the story. Where's Johnny? Yeah, I'm nervous. This is like a brick situation. Yeah. He tells me he's certain that we were supposed to meet. And I said, yeah, man, God works like that. I was just brushing off the weird look he was giving me. And he said, no, 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 no. You've met some friends of mine and they wanted to tell me that you're lucky you got away from them. Are the friends the top hat demon man? I said, what? What do you mean? And he told me their names, which there's no way I would relay that information, but I had never heard names like these, not even movies. So he's not even going to say these names because they're so scary. Good, please. Thank you. I said, I think that's what I I think that's where where is it? I I need to see this. (laughs) Yeah, that is how it's spelled. And I tried to continue to work as it was just me and him in the shop. He told me this story. He lived with demons that essentially raised him from a boy. And now he was promised a seat in hell and he really looked forward to it. But he was so nice and kind. So it felt wrong. I said, man, quit playing. And he said, no, I'm not playing. I'm going to bring proof tomorrow. And that's when you say, actually, just kidding. I totally believe you. No need to bring me anything. Well, he came the next day with a yellow piece of paper in his hand, folded up and told me to open it. It looked to be the exact symbols drawn on that paper that I did in blood, except these were drawn in black ink. I freaked out and I tore it up and I told him to leave me alone. And I asked, did my wife put you up to this? He was like, what? Of course not. They didn't even know each other. Once I calmed down a bit and realized what he was saying must be true, I asked him if I was hallucinating the night. And without me even getting into the full story, he said, no, no, no. You met the Reaper. I asked what the symbols on the paper meant and he said, you don't want to know. I trusted that and I didn't dig much further as I had started this new journey with God and his demon foster parents said I couldn't be touched and I was lucky that I was saved by the light. His demon foster parents. Jeez. I don't want to draw the story out too much, but I kept facing weird things for years to come. My relationship with Johnny had gotten severely complicated as I was trying to help someone who was 
ironically begging for help, but afraid to be helped at the same time. Mm. One day I said, let me pray with you. And he looked at me with aggression for the first time and said, no, you better not. And I closed my ankles and I started praying anyway. I felt like I had 100 pound ankle weights on after the prayer. And he said, you shouldn't have done that. I said, it's okay, Johnny, don't be afraid of the light. And he replied, do you feel heavy yet? I replied, no, I feel fine. Even though I felt heavier than I ever had. And I got out of there calling and sick. I went home and prayed for God to help me because I was stuck working with him and things were taking a turn for the worse. I came back to work the next day and he told me he was moving. He moved to Alabama the very next day. That's the end of the story for me and Johnny. But when it came to others, they mocked my faith. One even drunk toilet bowl water in front of me with the cusp of his hands laughing hysterically saying, your God sure has a sense of humor, doesn't he? Singing about how he would come on a pale white horse to cast the demons out while laughing hysterically and mocking the Bible. Others would stop and stare, do the three sixes with their hands. Some would walk by the store singing Amazing Grace or other popular song of faith while grinning at me and staring at me as if they were mocking me as well. What the hell? And all of these stories have stories. But I truly believe that to get to the bottom of it, it would take so much more than an email. Maybe I'll send a voice note one day. I'm young. I believe in the Lord. I take the word Christian to heart with my definition. I try to be Christ-like by sharing God's word with the world, though through love, not judgment. Mm. And I think in my mid-20s, the enemy just wasn't having it, so he tried to make me slip up. Today, I'm 31, still happily married with two baby girls, and I haven't seen or dealt with evil in over two years now, and it feels good. Like, maybe I've made it through the tests and trials. What do you think? You're, of course, good to read this on the podcast if you would like. Thanks for reading. Either way, Nelson. Nelson. Well, congrats on all that you've accomplished in life and overcome. Yeah. That is huge. And you're tested time and time again, whether yeah. it's through temptations, through people that challenge you. The it mocking seems like, is yes, so scary. There's just constantly something. But how strong are you to persevere through all of that and continue on the journey and the path that you know is right for you and yeah. your family? That's incredible. You're so strong. Yeah. And oh, actually, I'm, I'm reading a book right now called Sign Here by Claudia, I think, Lux. And it's really interesting. It's written from the perspective of demons who go down to earth and try to make people sign their, their, lives, their away. lives away. I want to read that. Yeah. That sounds super interesting. How freaky, though, the symbols. I know. During that part, too. I mean, I understand that it is there's like a group of demons in the Reaper involved in with johnny and nelson mm -hmm. but at the time part of me was a little suspicious that johnny had something to do with it where i was like was he somehow being used by all the demons and um, manipulating like okay. in the beginning before he even met nelson nelson lost time he was hallucinating he lost time and then he appeared at like 7 a.m yeah it's like almost four hours yeah it made me wonder if johnny somehow had encountered nelson nelson doesn't remember because he was in such a bad headspace at that time and it was johnny who made the symbols and it was nelson who rubbed his blood over them i think just knowing the power of demonic entities and even the rick story like the demon that was possessing rick said Episode do you want to know or the rick special from last yeah. October, if you're curious what we're referencing. He, the spirit, the demon was like, do you want to know what I did? There was a man at a baseball game and he just like w had his demonic claws in so many different people in the same area mm -hmm. that I think, yeah, I think these entities, I mean, the same way people pass by the store and were like staring at Nelson, I think they can tap into different people. Yeah. 
I want to also know Johnny's story. I hope he's That's, okay. I was just thinking that. Like, the foster parents? He's... Demon foster parents. Demon foster... And, well, and he moved immediately. It's like, you know, he's challenged enough by someone who's so strong that despite all the weight pulling on their ankles, they're they're not letting themselves be scared. Nelson is continuing to yeah. be like, no, 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 I'm here to help you. And I'm fine. I'm strong. I can handle that. And I wonder how much that scared Johnny or scared the, the demons, demons enough that scared Johnny and said, we got to go. All right. The question for everyone is, where's Johnny? Johnny? No, I really do. I hope Johnny's okay. And Nelson, I'm so glad you're okay. Cleaners. I, I even hear, heard the vacuum, but it just hit the door. <laughs> Oh, that gave me the chills. I know. <laughs> really, really Look, invading really, your space. Really sprawling out. Well, the thing is that people can't see is the footrest is over by Corinne. So. Yeah, I have it. Okay, this is a good one. That little noise. It is called time slip. Hi, it's L, like the letter L. She, her pronouns. Do you think one thing could change your life? And if that happened, what would it change? This is my story about a time when I slipped into another timeline and how... When that happened, it changed most of my life. I feel like this is the beginning to a TV show. Like the voiceover, it's like yeah. like a girl walking down a street and like moody. My name is Elle. And this is the story about the time that I slipped into a timeline and it changed my life forever. Wait, what is that? Do you remember the early 2000s show about that guy, Ryan, who was the skateboarder? He's like, hi, I'm Ryan. And this is my mom and dad. <laughs> I feel like this is a like a TV trope that happened a, quite a bit. It was, yeah, it was MTV from Manifest. 2006 to Manifest 2011. starts like that. Does it? Yeah, it's like the girl and her family in the airport, like, this is my family. We're about to go on a trip. And she like, it shows like every family member. I'm kind of a sucker for that. I love it. It's Maybe it's <laughs> nostalgic, but I love when that it's happens. It's a great way to tell a story very on the nose so that everyone gets the lay of the land right away. I it's immediately feel connected to the characters great. when I hear that. I'm like, oh, this is your story. Okay, I'm... I'm clear now that like I have a to voiceover. pay attention to you. Okay. Love a voiceover. So this story may be a little bit all over the place. I used to have more details and photos that were on my old computer that may have slipped with me into this timeline. Though two years ago, when I started putting all of the pieces into place, the computer crashed. I remember as a kid, there were differences between my family and the one that I have now. My sisters still look the same, though there's this little voice that tells me that they aren't the ones that I grew up with. I even have vague memories of my grandpa, my stepmom's dad growing up and painting with him, talking about my writing and all of the stories after my bio grandma died. He helped step in. He adored her. Even writing this, something is pushing it away. I Wait, just, this is so sad. This is. This is like a horrible time slip where it's like trying to erase your previous memories. You don't lose time you jump to another timeline with your same memories and are now just started pouring rain outside l maybe we're not supposed to be talking about this torrential downpour okay beautiful so my grandpa stepped in he adored her and even writing this something is pushing it away i just went to his service of life and this was the last time that i spent time with him i was 13 in this timeline i remember finishing writing my first book and giving it to him and my stepmom though and I started that book in high school. Every time I go to right now, something feels odd and different. I also remember loving to draw and to paint. And I'm learning by watching him and my sister. Now when I draw, there's a block making me forget how. It's bad art. In this timeline now, I barely spent any time with him. He never met my bio, he never met my bio grandma. 
and I haven't seen him in years. Though I remember hearing art takes you places and lets you go into another world. So something doesn't want me to remember. Also, I talked about this on Campfire Stories. Oh, maybe it's this part. My best friend dated a girl that was a bitch. (laughs) She was one of my good friends throughout school, and I remember making clothes with her and helping make costumes for plays. She even helped me with my writing. She even helped me with my writing samples for college and double majoring in writing and fashion. I wanted to work on movies. They dated for a year. It started my senior year, and I hated it. But it was it was like there was something there with me and him, but I was leaving the state for college right after graduation, and they would be there together. He never dated her in this timeline, though. What? Oh, my gosh. I remember walking in on them. It's burned into my mind. Timelines can't change that. And the look on his face when I asked him in this timeline about it, it looked as if I just lit him on fire. So no sex with her in this timeline. All of my photos from high school are pretty much gone. I remember this YouTube channel that I was starting with clothes and custom tricks that movies would use and all the stories that were told in the movies behind the scenes. And sometimes I shared my stories about astral travel, the ones that seemed the most interesting. I don't have a YouTube channel, no history of it, and all the clothes that I made or sewed on the sewing machine, now they just tend to break on me. What the heck? I lost a lot of my friends, too, because most of them were similar to my friends, but none of them were the same. This is so Coraline. I know. There was a different feeling. I still vaguely remember dating my guy from kindergarten and this girl, Emma, for a while when I met her again. These are my memories. These are the good ones before the timeline switch. And now this is when the switch happened. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to, that's what I want to know. Okay. I had this thing attached to me. I think it was a succubus. It was attached to me for a while, feeding off of me, putting me into depression. And then I came home to stay with my stepmom, but it wasn't her house. I was in my bio mom's house. It was the wrong house and with someone I didn't talk to anymore. And the thing was still there. And I was back in my room from high school, though my body was in my high school body. And it wasn't me anymore. It followed me around for a while. And then I remember going to school, but I was really depressed. I was in this fog. I was in high school again. I hated classes. I was telling my teacher why I shouldn't be doing this work. In my mind, I knew something was wrong. The Elle, clothes. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, How disoriented. I'm disoriented and I can't even imagine it actually experiencing this. No. The clothes I was looking for were never there. I had memory of me asking for something. I had memory of me doing some things, but other people around me said those things never happened. Oh God. My older sister, let's call her S. She raised me. We were the closest in my previous timeline. I remember this part a few weeks ago. She had a girlfriend and they were living in this big city together at school. And in this timeline... She doesn't date and she's too close to her mother. She's waiting for the right guy. Also in this timeline, there are three guys that I've dated. (laughs) Something pushed me to them just to punish me. Whenever I got away, there I was again. Also in this timeline, my body doesn't seem right. Even my eyes are brown. How can a timeline switch and change your body? I had hazel eyes. I had my grandma's eyes. My My hair still turns red in the summer, but it doesn't look like the right shade to my eyes. Also, so many things don't happen. And partly because I had to live with my bio mom, but I remember only visiting her and my dad and my stepmom when they bought this house and we lived there. And in this timeline, my stepmom went and looked at that same house, but they never bought it. They never lived there. It is so wild how one thing, it's just like a pattern of like small things that almost happened in 
this timeline that happened in a different timeline and it just completely changed the course of life. Right. This kind of feels like, you know, in the movie, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. How they like almost show a web where it's like, here's your little dot and how far away you can get and have a completely different life. This feels like instead of slipping to a timeline that's like one dot away, it feels like you've jumped 15. There's a movie Sliding Doors. I think that's what it's called. And it's very similar. Is it? Yeah. Freaky. Yeah. Okay. My bio mom kept me from going to school here and a few bad guys came into my life. And there was a beast that I remember that first started bringing me here from my old timeline and made me go to this high school. What? I'm either glitching or something has put a curse on me, I think. Okay. This is so freaky because it's not just like, oh, I slipped and here's all the memories that I think were from my past timeline. It's like still almost back and forth. going back and forth. I almost feel like Elle is in a nightmare. I never woke up, but you emailed us. So you are awake. Unless Unless we're we're a part of your nightmare. I don't want to say that. I feel like we're going (laughs) to make people spiral. Well, I'm already spiraling. Me too. So join us. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes I would fall asleep and I would remember this place that I used to go to. I called it the in-between. I met a woman there. She looked like a queen or like a goddess. And I could see different things in different timelines around her. She always warned me not to get too close or I would fall in. I would get stuck. I remember her telling me about my dwindles. They had names though, and they were there to watch out for me. She had these beautiful wings, like they were made of light and stardust. I heard her once in this timeline. And when I got dragged underwater, I was lost for 10 minutes. I was talking to her. I was told it was not my time yet. Now I'm almost 26 and I still find things now that make me think that I should be in my old timeline. It calls to me like calling me to home. And in the in-between, when I was on Campfire Stories, some people said, maybe I'm not human and maybe they're right. (laughs) The craziest part, I get phantom pains like people who have lost their legs or their arms. It happens between my shoulder blades. Maybe I'm one of the fae. Maybe I've been cursed to this timeline. I could go into more detail, but that would take ages. Like now, I love redheads because I used to look great as one with my hazel eyes. I remember calling myself Rose the Vampire because redheads used to be thought of them, thought of as them. How can one true part of you, like your eyes, the window to your soul, be changed like that? The green in my eyes does slip out every once in a while. And when that happens, I feel a little bit more like me. What the heck? L. I have so many questions and I'm so curious if people in L's, in this timeline of L's life noticed a shift Like, did they notice that Elle has changed? Because clearly, like, in the same way that Elle is recognizing that everyone in this timeline is very different, they must have noticed a change in her. And then is the Elle from this timeline stuck in the other timeline? Mm. That's always the big question. It's like, what happens to the other person? I think they had to swap. But what happens... Or sometimes, you know, when people think that they died, like there's a horrific crash or accident, but then they wake up and they're totally fine. And the car that they just watched hit them is actually like another 10 feet down the road. Well, yeah, I've talked about this a lot. Remember, because I'm so scared of dying in a car. Every time Mm -hmm. I think someone nearly hits me, I think in another timeline, they they did actually hit me. And I kind of just like jumped or they did actually hit me and I jumped into one that they didn't. But it's like what's happening to the person that was here who you've jumped into. I have Are they no idea. still there, but you're just, they're like fighting to come out and be forward, but you're like the dominant Literally version no idea. now. Time makes zero sense. Oh, 
Guys, I'm, we just get to play human and what a great time. Let's just enjoy it. Do we have to understand it all? Yes. No. <laughs> no. We'll never understand it all. And that's we will when we get truth. to not be when humans, we're grimming maybe. and reaping. When we're grimming and reaping. And then maybe we'll be like, you know, that was so fun. That ride was crazy. Let's, Let's go back do and it do again. it again. I, uh, my brain. That story really messes me because I feel so sad that Elle has no way to get back. Well, and it's a confusing story because it's a confusing experience. It's a confusing life. Right. It's like what memories are from this timeline? What memories are from the old? And when Elle goes into the in-between, it's very confusing. Like, where is she? What's it's happening It's very insidious. And she does seem to be almost slingshotted at, at times where she does feel like she's maybe for just a split moment in her other timeline. But like how the do you one hold that feels on original. to that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so confusing. If anyone has answers for Elle, email us and we'll send them to Elle because I do feel, I wish we yeah. could help. Or join on Campfire Stories too. Elle yeah. is there. Patreon. We have social media, Facebook. We have group all that everyone chats on Discord. The Campfire Stories yeah. after parties on Discord. Everyone chats. And then if you have not seen us on the road yet, we're still, we still got some shows coming. Um, we're on tour until November 12th. So make sure to get your tickets as soon as possible. We're so excited for the Halloween weekend. Okay. So we've got some costumes planned. So. We hope to see you there. See you there. Thank you to Christina for editing our podcast. Thanks to our entire team. Thank you to all of you for listening. We love you so much. And we will. See you on the other side. Very spooky. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.